them for just a minute here, okay? I want them to be a part of the first about three to five minutes of today's message, and, and, and you'll see why here. But um, as we start today, let me ask you a question. How many people here today, just by a show of hands, attended here yesterday? Who was here yesterday in some form? Okay, great, great. Before you leave, little kids, I want you to just hear me out. Who enjoyed it? Great, great. What did you enjoy about it? Just, just yell it out to me. What did you enjoy about yesterday? Community. Say it again. Community. Community. She's a smart kid. What else? <laughs> That's my kid. I'm sorry. The snowball, the snowball fight. Great. In the back with your hand up. Santa. Santa. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Yeah. Another Santa. That's awesome. What do you got in the back there? Playing games. That was fun, right? Did you, did you have a favorite game yesterday? No? Not a favorite one? Okay, Lynn, did you have your hand up? The smiles on the kids' faces, yep. Right there, yep. Crafts, yes. Great. What, did you, what was your favorite part? Plinko, yeah, yeah, that was good. Did you get some tickets from that one? Yeah, and he's still... 12. That's awesome. And yes, he still has his face paint on. A couple of the kids do. Okay. You know, um, one of the things that I enjoyed, and don't leave your kids, we're almost done here with this portion of it. I, one of the things that I enjoyed it was the, the seeds of friendship that were spread yesterday. Because I believe that those seeds of, of friendship and relationship building will grow into opportunities to share God's word with our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, and our everyday people who we run into. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. But the reason why I didn't want the kids to leave yet is because Paul said something this morning. He said, we've been talking about this since August. We're in December now. I know it's just the beginning of December. But here's what I'm going to do, because we put, we put a challenge out there. We said, can we get as many people in our church as possible to in some way be a part of this. And, and, and I want to I see it, okay? This is, if you're new today or newer in the last few weeks, the next two minutes is all about Brandon Pangman, okay? <laughs> and I know that. So here's what I'm going to say to you. Don't stand up yet, but in a second, I'm going to ask you to stand, okay? If you um, were part of a planning team or committee, if you took one of those little, um, if you made a poster, if you took a little circle bulb off one of the posters, and you bought a gift. If you donated um, money, time, any of your resources to this event, if you came yesterday and you managed a game, or you came even beforehand and you helped put the games together, if you organized tables, if you drove cars, if you helped with crafts, if you did the snowball stuff, if you came early and decor decorated the church, and I'm probably missing like five to ten jobs, okay? If you did any of that, would you stand up so I can see who all participated? I want to see it. Now, before you sit down, one, this is not about who's sitting, who's standing. Here's what I want you to see. Emmaus Road Church, you guys, are you kidding me? You came and stuffed and helped out and you're still sitting down? I don't think so. No way. Okay. I, I said I forgot five jobs. They came and stuffed candy canes. They, people went and, and they handed out candy canes on the street yesterday. Here's what I want you to see. Emmaus Road Church is a multi-generational, multi-ethic church. None of us are the same. We're different in many different ways, but we're the same in one way. And that is this. 
that we need a Savior named Jesus, and that's the reason why we gather here, okay? So at this time, you guys can sit down. Before I let the little kids go, I got one more thing to say to you. I said this a couple weeks ago. When you go to church, church is like taking the trash out, okay? You, you take your sins, your mistakes, your hardships, you take it to the corner, and then magically someone comes and they take all your trash away from you. That's what it's like with our sin life, with our mistakes. Jesus forgives us and takes it away from us. The second part of that says I have another illustration for you because those seem to stick and work. You're at a swap meet, okay, and, and you have a table out in front of you. You brought some of your stuff to trade, and as you start to look around, you start to realize that your table's full of junk, okay? And all of a sudden, somebody walks up to your table, and they say, hey, I'm going to trade you. And they have, like, the coolest thing ever. And you're looking at it, and, and they said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll trade you all your junk for this. And your face goes, whoa. Say it with me. Whoa. Okay? Very good. And, 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 and in your mind, you say, well, that's just not fair. That's not right. But you're like, you're like, I'm taking the deal, though, but, like, it just doesn't seem to make any sense, okay? And here's why I'm telling you that, because that is what it is with Jesus Christ. When we celebrate Christmas and what we're getting ready for in this season of Christmas time is a Savior came to the world, joy to the world. That's the Christmas message on Christmas Eve, so I got to stop so you still come. But, but, um, <laughs> but he came, and, and, and he, he takes all of our garbage, all of our junk, all of our filth, and he gives us his righteousness. Amen. Little children, you guys can go to children's church at this time, unless you want to stick around. No, I'm just kidding. Go, go, go. So what we're going to be preaching, what I'm going to be speaking on today comes from the book chapter, uh, of Acts chapter 16, verses 11 through 15. But before I even uh, do that, let's pray, and then we'll get started, okay? So let's pray. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the way that your word uh, speaks to the heart, mind, and soul of woman and man, Lord, as you're trying to work a relationship with us, Lord. Lord, and as we sin, and as we make mistakes, and as we run from you, you just are so persistent. You, Lord, are the greatest stalker of all time. And for that, I give you thanks. Amen. Okay, if you guys would like, you can open to Acts chapter 15, or 16, I'm sorry, verses 11 through 15. Um, um, so, you guys ready? And if you want, you don't have to read along. You can just close your eyes and you can listen and, and imagine the story as I read it to you, okay? So here we go. Acts chapter 16, verses 11 through 15. From Troas, we put to put out to sea, and we, and we sailed straight for Samothrace. And the next day, we went to Neapolis. Isn't that wonderful, these words? I mean, these words are wonderful. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony of the leading city of the district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her, of her household were baptized, she was invited. Wait, when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. 
If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. This is the fourth week where we've been spending time in a series called The Word. The first week we talked about how the Word of God was in the beginning, um, and the Word of God was God, and the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. The dwelling among us part is Christmas. It's when Jesus comes into this earth. The second week, um, when we had this text, we saw that Jesus Christ gives life. The third week, we talked about how the word is useful for teaching and guiding us through life to rebuke us, to train us, to, to, to remind us, to forgive us. And today, we're going to be talking about the forgiveness part of that more. We're going to talk about how the word of God calls us out. There's two parts to today's message. The first mar- part is, 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 is how, how Jesus calls us to be carriers of his word, to take his word out. And the second part of it is when we take it out, that, 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 it, that it calls people home. It calls people to forgiveness. That's what the word does. It's, it's, it's almost like this. I want you to think of something. I want you to think of when you were younger, at least when I was younger, this is the way it worked. Maybe it's different now. Um, but when I was younger, I used to go outside and I would play with my friends. And, and when the street lights came on, we knew something. That meant it was time to go home. Anybody else or am I the only one who would live like that? Okay, a bunch of us. Okay, good. So, so the, that, that, that street light, it's just like the word of God. When we, the, when we hear or see the word, it calls us home. It reminds us that, that, that our sinfulness is forgiven by a Savior named Jesus. So, but as we look at this text today, right before this text and, the, and, and, and before the text that we're actually going to be looking at today, it says something about Paul and the crew of people they were traveling with. And it said this, Paul and his friends were traveling, and Paul felt the Lord leading him to go to Macedonia and share the gospel. And I want to read that verse to you. Here's exactly the exact words. It says, Paul see, has, had seen the vision. We got ready at once and, and to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And I wanted to share this with you because I wanted to ask you a question of who God is laying on your hearts. When God calls us to go and, and take his word, who comes to mind when you think of that? Do you see your neighbor? Do you see your coworker? Do you see a friend? Do you, just, do you see someone that, that, that you think, man, Jesus would want me to share his word with my friend? And maybe you don't think that way sometimes. And, and here's, here's what I'd like to say to you. Think about it this way. Let me ask you a question. Um, if I wasn't behind today, I would have done it on, on PowerPoint and put on slides, and, and it would have been a little bit better thing. But right now, I want you to imagine that, that I have PowerPoint done behind me, and I put a picture of Steve Carell's face up on the board, okay? If, if, if I put a picture of Steve Carell's face up on the board, what's the first thought that comes to your mind when you think of Steve Carell? Anyone? Whoa, okay, wait, say it again. Say it again. Who is it? Okay, okay. Anybody else? I'm deaf. Say it again. Office, the office, okay. Anything else? Funny? You know, if you actually watch him in other movies, like Dan in real life or something like that, he's extremely funny. Okay, let me give you one more. Let's do a different one, since we didn't know who Steve Carell is. You do know now? Okay, okay, I was going to say, come on over later on, we'll take care of this. But, good, okay. Let me give you another one. When you think of, of and, and this will maybe for some of the, we'll find out. When you think of LeBron James, what do you think of? Basketball, okay, anything else? Slam dunks, Okay. What else? <laughs> 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 
A UT, oh, Vine, Vine, okay, okay. So, so a lot of people, when, they, when I say the name, they think greatest of all time. Okay, so let me ask you a question. How, when, when I said, when you think of Steve Carell or when you think of LeBron James, how many of you guys' first thought was, do they know Jesus? How many of us? You know, there used to be this Arby's commercial. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty... It was probably a, probably a lame commercial, I don't know, but I loved it because for this reason. See, so what it did was it would show people in this Arby's commercial, that's probably out five years ago or whatever, but when somebody was walking around and they had Arby's on their mind, a little Arby's logo would show up above their head. Anybody remember that? Okay, so, so it almost would be nice if, if God were to give people of faith, Christians, the, the ability to see either a halo or a little cross or, or the blood of Jesus above someone's head so we would know if they knew Jesus or not. But the thing is, we don't have that, do we? So when we come across our neighbors, when we come across people, what is our first thought? Are we thinking about where they're at with Jesus? See, here's the thing. We're caring people. We're concerned about other people. Man, did that person get food? Does that person have a car? Is that person homeless? How can I help them find a job? We'll care about so many things about people, but we stop at the most important thing. Where are they at with Jesus? Where are they at? The gospel message started with Jesus Christ and his 12 disciples. It, that's not true. It actually started in the beginning when Adam, with Adam and Eve, and they sinned, and then, and then God said, I'm going to send a Savior to redeem this world, and then there was prophets, okay? There's all that stuff. Now, jump forward. When Jesus comes in this world, he jumps into this world with him and his 12 disciples, okay? And, and, and they did so many wonderful things for other people, but they never left them without the word, right? You, you can feed someone all you want, and if you never tell them about Jesus and they die, I'm worried for their soul. Okay? So we need to be thinking about that. Just like when Paul says, Paul has a vision, and in that verse 10, Paul has been given a mission, and just like that, he gets ready to go. And I believe this with all my heart. Our mission is do it in the surrounding areas. Okay? This is our mission. This is the place where, where God has placed us. This, this is our ends of the world. At once it says Paul got up and he went. He didn't wait until all the funds came in. He didn't wait for the weather to be right. He didn't, he didn't wait for the stars to align. He didn't wait to get okayed by everybody in the world. No, it says that when Paul received that, he got up and he went. And this is important for us because for this reason, there's so many times that we allow so many distractions and so many um, things to, to stop us from proclaiming the gospel message that we see that's being called for us to share. You know one of the things I like about this church? Maybe someday it will change, but right now it's not this way. We do, the leadership of this church, as I've been watching it since I've been here in the last 15, 16 months, the leadership of this church does want to share the gospel message. And they're not careless, but I'm going to say this. They don't sit around asking the question, do we have the money? But do we have the time? No. You know what they say? 
Do we have an opportunity to share the gospel? Then let's do it. That's what we do. And I've, I've loved it. It's, it's, it's rubbed off on me. Uh, you know, I, I have, sometimes I have like this, this business mind or this structure mind. Like it has to make sense. It has, all has to line up. And, and they're like, no, nah, we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue, you know. But, but, you know, Paul didn't wait. He got up and he went. And, 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 and he, here's what happens when you do that. Verse 13 and 14 says, On the Sabbath we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place to prayer. Now I need you to think about something. At that time, they didn't have churches. Jesus and the 12 disciples, they go out, they start sharing. People come to know faith. They don't have churches. They have synagogues, but there's no church or anything like that. So they go out to find a place to pray. And then it says, they sat down and began to speak to the women who had been gathered there. So as they're going out, um, they come across this group of women, and they sit down, and they do life with them. You see that? They, 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 weren't, they didn't say that we're going to go out and find people today to share Jesus with. They're going out, and while they're on their journey um, to go and find a place to pray, they come across somebody, and, and they start talking to them, and they interact with them. We went over this for like the first eight weeks of, of, of since September. We did the Engage series about taking time, having compassion. You know, we engage people with our time. We, we engage people through the compassion that Jesus gives us. You know, all this stuff. And, and we see in these people too, they went out and they're going to go find a place of prayer. And we all think prayer is important. At least I think prayer, we, all, we all think that, right? And, but, but they realize there's an opportunity. They weren't walking like this. Hey, we got to go pray, guys. Come on, we got to go. We got to go. Ignore, ignore them. We're not called to ignore people you know so they go and they stop and they start to have a conversation and this is what it says it says um hold on i think i've said this before that sometimes my writing in my notes i can't even read it this is <laughs> yep i got that part okay so verse 14 i'll keep going it says one of those listening was a woman from the city of thyatara her name was lydia a dealer in purple cloth she was a worshiper of god and the lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Now, I want us to see something. Paul and his crew are out there. Like I said, they start talking to people. They don't know who knows Jesus and who doesn't, okay? They're out there sharing the gospel message. And this is what we're called to do. We're called to preach the word. And there's a reason why we preach the word, because the word has the power to change the heart, mind, and soul of the people around us. Me cooking you dinner is not going to change your heart, mind, and soul. Me being your friend isn't going to change your heart, mind, and soul. And I've shared to people before, and, and I'll, I'll say it again. Just remember, I, I, the guy who stands in front of you, your pastor, one of your pastors, was, was on his own journey in life. I've never heard the name Jesus Christ in my life. If I did, I'd never, like, never, like, registered. One time, one guy, one moment, I never saw met him before in my life, walked up to me and told me about Jesus and it changed my life forever. That's what the power of the word of God does. That's why we're doing the word series because we need to understand that the word changes people, okay? So, so they're sitting there and, they, and, and, and Paul starts to talk to these, these people and one of them, it says, was a worshiper of God. But the funny part about this, you know, um, is that it says, well, let me tell you a little about Lydia real quick here. You know, Lydia is a seller of purple cloth. Who wore purple? The rich, the royals. That's right. So, you, so think about this. So Lydia has her own business. She sells 
fabric to the rich people of the people she's around, okay? And she must be do, do, do such a good job at it because it seems like she's taken a Sabbath. And, and, and there's so many things about this. Lydia, when you start to read about her, um, you start to learn that, think about this. She, in, in, in a very, 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 very male, male-driven society, you have a woman who is crushing it in the fabric game, um, and, and she's doing so well that she has the ability to take days off in the week. So she's taking the Sabbath off, and she's there, and, and, and she has a, de- they think maybe she was a Jew, but they don't know, but Lydia has a desire for God. But then realizing the same verse in verse 14, it says, and we're going to get to this in a second, but it says she was a worshiper of God, but that the Lord had to open her heart. Okay? And we come across people like that every day. And I think that was the same thing that was, with, with, was, was going on with me. Even though I was dumb and I, I, I did drugs and I, and I did all this dumb stuff and I hang around, hung around gangbangers and my whole life was kind of messed up, even though all that stuff, somewhere inside of me, I knew it was wrong. You know, inside of me, I, I knew there had to be a God. I mean, the message that the world was sending me was all messed up. Everything that I was taking in from my friends and, and the things that were going on was broken. It does not take a smart person to look out in the world and see how broken it is, right? So this guy walks up to me, tells me about Jesus, and the same thing with Lydia here. Lydia has a desire for God. And as Paul is sharing the message, as Paul shares the word, the Lord opens her heart, right? That's what we want. We want the Lord to open our hearts, and you know what? Here's the thing. We know so many people like this. We, we were around people who, who, who would say, I believe in God. I just, I, just, I just don't know what I believe about him. I believe there's a God. I don't know if you saw it this week. There was even this thing that said this week that said, um, I forget how many, I think it said that scientists now believe that 200,000 years ago, this is on, online on Yahoo and all these uh, websites, uh, there's an article that scientists believe that about 200,000 years ago, and not my time frame, I'm just telling you what they say, that, that, that they believe about 200,000 years ago, almost all of humans came from two people. Two people, okay? I'm not going to go into that today, but, but that, that, that is the, the mind frame. There are so many people out there who have an, a, a, a desire to know more about God, and this is what happens with the church, and this is why I talked about it earlier. We lose our focus, we get distracted, and we go off on all these little, little segments here. But what really matters is what Paul and, and his crew went out and did that day. And they went out and they shared the gospel with this lady who had a desire for God. When we live life and we're willing to carry the word out, and when we're faithful to share it, I want you to hear something. It will not come back void. It might not sink in in that moment. It might not be a Brandon Pangman moment, you know. But I've had friends who, who, who I've, I mean, I remember this one guy. He was one of my friends. Um, we, we did a bad, oh, my kids are here. Um, we did a lot of bad stuff together. And I remember when I came back and told him that I'm, I believe in this Jesus guy now. And I, I was excited to share it with him. And I told him, I believe in Jesus. And he was like, ha, 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 ha more drugs for me. That's what he said. For him, it was more of an opportunity of more for him, and you keep doing, that that sounds great for you, Brandon. He kept on doing a lot of these, the same things that I was doing. He just kept on doing them, and kept on doing them, kept on doing them, and then one day, he sent me a message. 
And it was years after I had left. It was years after, after I had been telling him about Jesus. Years later, and he sent me a me- sends me a message saying, Brandon, Jesus Christ is my Savior now. I thought, no, he's, he's making fun of me. He wasn't making fun of me. The word was planted in his heart, and it just takes time sometimes. But see, we faithfully take the word out. That's what we're called to. It started with Jesus and the 12, and this is what we get to do. We get to go and we get to share it. Why do we do stuff like we did yesterday? To build friendships, to have relationships, so that we can share the gospel with them someday. I don't need to cram Jesus down anybody's throat. I just need to be able to wait for a moment for them to ask me a question. And this is what happens in this text. And, 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 and with Paul and Lydia, and Lydia comes and, and God opens her heart. And this is the best part. Go back. Let me read verse 14 to you one more time. Um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, verse 14, the end of it. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message or Paul's word. And it says in the scriptures, Jesus is the word. So let me say something to you. This is the best part. If you're sitting here and you've fallen asleep and you just woke up right now, good for you. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get the rest of the message in like a minute and a half, okay, which is awesome. So, but, but, so hear this out. If you earned your salvation, go ahead and raise your hand today. That's right. Look at the words. Did Lydia earn her salvation in this text? What happened to her? What's it say? God opened her heart through the word. That's what it is. She didn't do anything. You don't do anything. And if you're new today, watch, watch and hear me what I say today. Betty can take this. I know Betty can handle this. Okay? <laughs> this, this is Betty. This is Pastor Paul's wife. Okay? Betty, you're not a good person. I know that. She knows that. <laughs> Betty, your life is not good enough. Nope. That's right, right? Is, is, is there something freeing in knowing that? Yeah. And, and guess what, Betty? Jesus does it for you. That's why he comes on and we celebrate Christmas Eve, right? That's not insulting. That's just like saying, hey, you know what? I just traded my junk in for the best gift ever. So if you're coming here and, and you think I got to live my best life, I got to act the, the most holy, I, I got to be perfect, this ain't the church for you. Go to a different church who tells you to keep getting better because they won't be here. When you come here, you're going to hear this. Hey, it's the same message you heard last week and that Jesus Christ died for your sins because we need it each and every day. Do you believe the word of God has the ability to change the heart of your neighbor? Yes or no? Do you believe the word of God has the ability to change the heart of your family member? Yes or no? Do you believe the word of God has the ability to change your co-worker's heart? Yes or no? Me too. One of the things I'm most proud of this church about is this. I've been a part of other churches. You guys have been so faithful in being willing servants of the Lord. Last night I laid in bed until three-something in the morning because I couldn't turn my mind off. I just couldn't turn it off. Jenny, how long does it usually take me to fall asleep? Less than five minutes. I lay there, and Jenny's still talking, and I'm, and I'm out, okay? I'm a, I'm a passive listener. But my friends, let's keep going on this journey together. Because I think if I, if I, think if I remember right, there's 5,500 people who live in the city of DeWitt. 
And we have Charlotte around us, also known as Charlotte, but whatever. <laughs> we have Eldridge. We have, we have Parkview. We have communities around us. We have Davenport. We have people to share the gospel with. And I believe that as we go forth with the word, it's not going to come back, back void, okay? So, amen? amen? Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for letting your word go forth. Lord, even right now as people hear the message, even right now as we hear that you take away our sin, our worst, the things that we don't want anybody to know about, Lord, we have stuff hidden inside of our hearts and inside of our minds that, that right now we're sitting there thinking, if you only knew what I did, Jesus wouldn't forgive that. And to that, Lord, I ask that you would just speak to that heart right now. Speak to that mind and let them know that you have died for all of the sins of the world. And when you believe that, Jesus is real to you in that moment. Lord, we give you thanks. In your name we pray. Amen.